This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane, I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under.
don't want to go to school Cause the teacher's a jerk He must think I'm a fool And all the kids go reefer I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job Learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat Shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie And run with the creeps Cause it's all about money Ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con In this land of milk and honey They push that girl In front of the train Took her to the doctor Sold her arm on the game Stabbed that man Right in his heart Gave him a trampoline for a brand new start. I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark. Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run. I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw. Hear them say, you want some more living on a seesaw. Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pimps, and pushers, and the big money makers. Jobbing big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, birds. Gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took, and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag, being used and abused to serve like hell. To one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was cold. And your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man Yo, that sound like Cowboy, man. Yo, what's up, buddy? Yo. Ah, Wicked Westfield and Raheem, man. Lay upstairs, cooling out. So what's up for tonight, yo? Yo, we can go down to the field, man. Take out June, bro. Hey, yo, you know that girl, Betty? Yeah, man. My mom's got raws, man. Not like it, man. She got hurt. I'm free. Don't nobody move nothing. Y'all don't have to get him up. Get him up, man. We down with Grandma and the Flash and the Fury. That's the vibe. Is that a gang? No. Shut up. I don't want to hear your mouth. Yo, what's the problem? Well, good evening. It's uh, totally right on Fresh FM, and it's uh, Boxing Day, December mm-hmm. the twenty sixth, two thousand twenty one. That was Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and the message. Probably a Christmas message, message there. I thought, Jack, didn't you? Um, don't push me. I'm close to the edge. That kind of thing. <laughs> For all the people a that don't like Christmas, all, all the people who've been shopping in the last few days. Ah, uh, really? All the people that have been spending their time with family and <laughs> don't push me. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's poor yes. people. Yeah, I think you know. I, I was thinking that we're probably consummate professionals, aren't we? Really, 
Yes, we are. Boxing Day, and we're, st- you know, we're coming in. It's Christmas. Yeah. We're taking time out of our busy schedules. Yeah, we could have just said, hey, happy holidays. We're not doing a show. But yeah, but we are. Put a repeat on or yes. something, you know, play last year's or whatever. Mm. But, you know, I, th- I think if we, we would be professionals if we were getting paid to do it, that would be more. But we're still, you mm. know, I think it's dedication, isn't it? Yes. You know, because we, be do- we could be doing other things, couldn't we? Yeah, we could. Like. But we're doing the show instead. <laughs> So Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five were one of the first hip-hop groups. They were so important that um, their member, um, one of their members called Keith Cowboy, performed a scat routine um, for a friend joining the U.S. Army, and he just began scatting hip-hop, hip-hop, that mimics the U.S. Army marching drill. Uh-huh. And yes, that's where the term hip-hop comes from. Ah. Uh-huh. Yes, it comes from this band. Really? Th- this, um, uh-huh. this group. Um they're very important so yeah Keith Cowboy worked this into his performances and then actually it got used as a derogatory term against them Uh, the disco enthusiasts in New York would say oh those damn hip hoppers with Uh their hip hop and they would be you know seen looked down upon but eventually it just became embraced by the industry as the term to be referred to as for this music yeah Yeah. oh wow so they invented this in fact Keith Cowboy yep it's not his real name was it no he probably adopted that second name or the first name. Yeah, there were five members of, well, six yeah. members of the Furious, of, yeah, of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That should go without saying. Yes. But, um, you know, yeah. five, five members of the Furious Five. Yeah, I was about that's to say. What, yeah, that's what you meant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they also adopted the term MC. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So Which mas- stands for? Master of Ceremonies. Thank you. That wasn't in use before um, uh, hip-hop came about long. Uh, because Master of Ceremonies actually originates from the Catholic Church. Does it? Yes, it does. They have an MC in the Catholic Church? Yes, they do. Like rapping? Well, he isn't rapping. He's more organising all of the official rituals and liturgies of the um, you know, papal liturgy and the, of the papal court. Right. That is what the Master of Ceremonies does in the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. Oh, OK. Mm. It sounds very important, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. The master of Ceremonies. I quite like that. Well, mm. Catholics. OK. All right. Thank you, Jack. Uh, This is uh, the Mighty Wah.
Matiwa and the Straw of the Blues. We didn't say that we're we're in 1982, did we? No, we didn't. We should say that in case someone's yes. just tu- you know just turning on the radio we're or something. Playing music the exclusively from, from 1982. 1982 yes. That's right. Yes, and we we do that. We just kind of move forward a year every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, ju- I just when we got in the car today to come here because if people don't know we have to drive here because it's a bit of a long walk isn't it mm. but it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a very nice location this radio station that we sit in isn't it mm-hmm. I mean it's fantastic uh, I looked at the f- temperature outside it was 27 degrees mm. but you've got a beanie on yeah right? yes I do yeah and you had the beanie on at the time and it was 27 yeah you don't feel hot at all no you don't perhaps it cools your head down does it um does it make I don't it cooler? think it does I think it makes it hotter does it? Yeah. You don't feel hot at all? No. So I've got like no hair and I was sweating, you know, like loads, and you've got a beard and a beanie mm-hmm. and long hair, but you weren't hot? No. Okay. All right. I'll shut up now. Mm. Mm. Just asking, because it's like um, 27 degrees. <laughs> it's like sweltering. Yeah. But nice and cool in here. Anyway, mm-hmm. 82. <laughs> so um, he's giving me daggers. Yeah, I'll just give one, yes. I guess, piece of information. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but um, AT and T had a monopoly in 1982, and then they broke up Did because they? the US government ordered them to uh, just stop being a monopoly. Right. So AT and T was a mon- monopoly in the United States. They had complete control of the telecom. Telecom, telecom company, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then um. It broke up into seven different independent regional bell operating companies, informally known as Baby Bells, in 1984. Right. Which is interesting, I guess, because Reagan was the president, and he was actually be quite keen on on companies maintaining their monopolies, wouldn't he? You'd think so, but obviously not. I mean, not for AT and T. No, no. Hmm. That's a good reason for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play some Bruce Springsteen. You got anything to say about him? Um, actually, having just mentioned Ronald Reagan, um. This is from 1984, I remember this. Um, Because Ronald Reagan enthusiastically... (laughs) Bruce Springsteen Springsteen would, um, released in 1984, born in the USA, become a big album. And Ronald Reagan said, oh yes, here's America's very own, you know, um, Bruce Springsteen. And he was like praising him for his Born in the USA song. Spoiler alert, Born in the USA is about struggling Vietnam War veterans. Yes. And all the horror and all the mistreatment and the, you know... It's a song of ir- the the title's an ironic one, isn't it's it? It's an ironic I'm one. Born yes. in the USA, but this is how they treated me. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. right. And and for some for some people, who, you know, I think, uh, <coughs> an immigrant, yeah, born in the USA, and then treated so badly by their fellow Americans is obviously a, a th- an anthem for them, isn't it? You know, it's like I was born in the USA, and this is how you treat me. Uh, maybe. No, but, no, but, def- but that's no, not how it is. But not that's definitely. not how it is because most people sing "Born in the USA" as a patriotic as song. As a patriotic song, I appreciate that. Relevant, they don't get the irony. Of, they don't no, get the irony. No, yeah. that's right. It's lost. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. Mm. Like it's a, it's, a, it's a fist punching, you know. Yeah, hey, we're American. Kind yeah, of we're thing. Americans. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Which it is happens. funny because Springsteen's song got completely misinterpreted. Yes. Mm. If you listen to the lyrics, you can kind of hear it. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Actually, maybe you can't, because th- even the start, it's kind of like... And it's got that kind of American sound to it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he recently sold the rights to his songs. You know that? Last oh, did week, he? Last week, I think, two weeks ago. Okay. Like, the, all the publishing rights to his songs for something like 700 million. Well, okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Or maybe it was 500, but it was still... I mean, 
500, 700, doesn't matter really. It's a lot of money, isn't it? But he, he, well, he's making money off that. No, he sold, he sold his rights. Sold his rights. He sold them to somebody else. You can publish all my songs, you can make as much money if you like out of them. He's not going to make any more money from the, from the music he's made in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and now anybody can perform his music? No, no, the people who, the people who bought that can, can release his songs. Oh, okay. You see what I mean? So you have to get permission from them to... Yes, that's right, if you want to cover their song. But actually most people cover songs and then you just pay them royalties accordingly, don't you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. But if you sample his songs, it's different. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Anyway, in 1982 he released an album called uh, Nebraska, which was an acoustic album, which was uh, the first one I liked, really, because I didn't really like him much before then. But sure. it, it was very good. And this is Atlantic City. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night Now they blew up his house, too Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight Gonna see what them racket boys can do Now there's trouble busting in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble out on the Promenade and the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth. Well, now everything dies, baby, that's a fact. Maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. Got a job and tried to put my money away But I got debts that no honest man can pay So I drew what I had from the Central Trust And I bought us two tickets on that close city bus And baby, everything dies, honey, that's a fact
That's Bruce Springsteen and Atlantic City from the album Nebraska from 1982. Mm. Do you, um, I'm just going to go on to Christmas a little bit again. We were talking about inherited wealth there, mm-hmm. and you, you were saying that you think after 50 years, an artist's music should become publicly free. I think it should, no, um, there should be not be a copyright attached to it. Right. So but anybody I don't, I don't can. I think there is now. Maybe it's 75 I years, so. I think it's. Might be a bit. I can't remember. Longer? That's okay. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it must be longer because I don't think I can. I think the Beatles were 50 years ago, weren't they? Yep. 60. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So it must be longer than that. I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah. I think uh, it's just nice if music can um, be reused by um, current um, uh, businesses or individuals in their own creative projects. Uh-huh. Um Without, just like how classical music is used in creative projects freely and classical music is wonderful and it's full of you know sets mood perfectly mm-hmm. um for um artists to be able to use that or then maybe reinterpret it yeah i think um keeps the music alive yeah and keeps it relevant yeah and true. it also allows it allows us to celebrate the old and greatest music that we have yes okay i agree mm. with you mm. probably yeah, yeah, I think I do. But there should be, you know, a limited. You know, they should be able to, an artist should be able to make money off of it in their lifetime, to be able to perhaps, you know, right. set up their. You don't think kids. the fam- the, the, the the children of those artists should make money from it? No, because it wasn't their music. They should uh, make their own music, or they should be they able should to make, make their, their own, own businesses or whatever. They should be able to, mm. you know, at least be able to work for their own success, just as their forefathers did. Yeah, okay. That should rather be, that should be the attitude they have, the, not live, off, live off comfortably, because that doesn't do anything good, any go- anything good for them. And also, children <laughs> who are born into wealth can just become lazy, and they can do nothing, and they can waste their lives without no meaning to it, because they don't have to work. I think that's a horrible thing to do to a person. Yes. I think you're right, we're getting very profound now around Christmas time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. we're just thinking about Bruce Springsteen's... Uh, it's, it, all the money he's just made. Mm. That 500, 700 million. That's a lot, isn't it, really? He could yeah. buy a lot of turkeys with that, couldn't he? He could, yeah. Because we, we were in the supermarket last week, weren't we? Yeah, and, so it's like and, $120 and, and or something. And how much was that bit of ham we saw? $150. $150 for this big bit of champagne ham, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. And the turkeys were how much? 120 135 These massive, great frozen things. Have you ever had turkey? No. So I hear that it's inferior chicken. Inferior chicken. Yeah. People still like having turkey. That's kind of some kind of tradition, really. But well, it, I understand it for Thanksgiving because it was the food that they ate. Yes. But, um. Yeah. But uh, you, you had chicken, didn't you? Yeah, I guess I'll try it if it ever, if anybody offers me one, but, um. Mm. I won't actively seek to eat turkey. No, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um. A- anything else about 1982 you want to talk about? Uh, the Weather Channel aired on cable te- television for the first ah, time. Ah, the Weather Channel. Yeah, there what, we go. What, what a fantastic idea. Yeah. Isn't it? Sure. A, a TV channel just about weather. Yeah. It's actually quite useful, actually. Useful? Well, to give everybody news about what weather is going to be in their area. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess so. People still like the weather, don't they? Like talking about it, they're like... Knowing what's gonna, well, the weather's gonna be. To plan their week in adv- advance. It's more useful than the news, which is just yeah, true. Um, you know, selectively, um, you know, c- 
carefully selected stories to you know advance an agenda yes yes yeah i guess i guess i, I probably i'm more interested in the weather in this country now mm -hmm. because it does it is changeable sometimes isn't it you know, like all weather what like all weather like well yeah but in, in england it was people used to talk about the weather all the time and i used to think well it's gonna, just going to be overcast <laughs> and raining that's so true what's yeah. the point mm, yeah. you know the sun comes out, it'll come out, but it probably won't. It'll just be like pretty grey all day today. You know. Just waiting for the sun to come out. Waiting for the sun, exactly. England, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the, the talk about the weather was just mm. pointless. But here it could suddenly rain like in an hour's time, couldn't it? Oh, yeah, it could, yeah. And it does those kind of things. Yeah, Nelson yeah. is really unpredictable. I don't think the weather channel exists anymore, does it? Yes, it does. Does it? Oh, do we get it? Do, does it? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it when I get back. I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so, so staying in the USA, uh, this is a band called Mission of, Mission of Burma. I'm not the kind of 
te reo irirangi o te tauihu o te waka Māori, Fresh FM, tauke! Two songs from the US of A. That first one was uh, Mission of Burma, Our Secrets, and that was uh, The Violent Femmes and Blister in the Sun. Good stuff. Oh, I have something about Violent Femmes here. Do you? <laughs> Excuse me. Good, because they're not very well known, but they're actually really, really good. Uh, yeah. I think. It's a not really relevant information, but um, Isn't it? the debut album, Violent Femmes, self titled, um, has a um, distinct album cover of a three year old girl called Billy Joe Campbell who was looking into a dilapidated house uh-huh. and apparently the story was that they just approached her and her mother walking down an LA street and said hey do you want to be an al- on an album cover we'll give you a hundred dollars for it right just like that yeah just like that right so quite sort of grunge kind of indie sort of yeah. approach to creating an album cover and so um, the they artists just said yes didn't they yeah. they took the money they, yeah they took the money well, you would. and yeah. you know three-year-old Billy Joe Campbell looked into the house and she recalled it as called the experience actually and she said I remember looking into that building and they kept telling me there were animals in there (laughs) (laughs) so that's how they got her to look into the house right and then she went on and said and I was pissed off I didn't know why they were making me look in this building yeah I had no idea there were photographers there I was pissed off that I couldn't see the animals and I was all cranky by the end of it right 
That's a bad, bad experience for her then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as a three-year-old. So, yeah, they got their debut album art from... From, make, from making, annoying a three-year-old girl. Yeah, annoying a three-year-old girl. They should be ashamed girl. of themselves, shouldn't they? Yeah, they should be... Like lying to her, ashamed. saying, can't you see the animals? Mm, yeah. Can't you see them? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she probably never got, never got any of the money. <laughs> yeah, you know, only her mother did. Her mum stuck the money in her pocket. and well, She might have got some food out of it yeah. or something. You know I don't think I, mean? I like the Violent Femmes anymore now. Well, that's... They're clearly living up to their title, aren't they? <laughs> you know, um, but they were a good band. Uh, that's, that's okay. It wasn't their fault, was it? They're trying to get her to look into the building. Uh huh. You know what kids are like? You're trying By to get a three-year-old kid to do something and no, deceiving no. her. Jack, you, you get a three-year-old kid and you try and get them to do. You know, they just like won't do anything unless you say, "Look, mm. look, there's animals." Can and you see the elephants? No, no, she'll never trust there. an adult <laughs> because. <laughs> You know, no, she probably probably won't. Her experiences that there are no, no animals when she's That's talked terrible, to her, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So on the way on the way driving here as well, I, I saw a, a, an advert and I shouted it out, didn't I? Yes. Because if if you know Nelson, you drive you drive into Nelson from Stoke, and there's always some placards stuck on the road. Yes. Which I do complain about at, at election times. Mm, yeah, they're all everywhere, and it's, it's like thousands of them. And too much. I think it's quite bad because. You want to read them rather than drive on the road, don't you? If you're driving, you kind of turn and look at them to read them, and that's quite dangerous because you might just crash. Uh, you? I guess you remember their face, yeah, of the candidate, but you yeah. don't really, you can't read any policy that. No, no, no. You just, just name, read just like names, the name of the party names, yeah, and yeah. the face. Yeah. Anyway, so there aren't there aren't any the, the name of the candidate. But there's always there's always some or good things remember, up there, isn't there? And maybe like a slogan, the, yeah. The psychic fair or something. But mm. this one was the Christmas tree festival, wasn't it? Yeah. And I wondered what on earth a Christmas tree festival was. It's a festival with Christmas trees. The festival, it's like, like a music festival is obviously like a big thing, isn't it? With lots of music. Yeah. And a Christmas tree festival? It just seems like a strange word to use, but I guess... So it's a festival with Christmas trees. What no explanation... Needed. Needed. I think there is. I just—it's just like a, like an but exhibition. But that would make me wonder, why, would I, wouldn't, why wouldn't I just walk into a forest? Well, quite yes, yes. I saw a picture of a Christmas tree the other day, and it was, it was blue, tinsel. Okay. You know, you, you the whole tree. You screwed your face blue. up. Blue tinsel. Oh, blue tinsel Christmas tree. Why not? It was kind of pretty, pretty like eighties kind of funky eighties kind of one. Mm, you know. Okay. Don't you think? But then why not have like with a blue leaves? Sound a gold one. Mm. Trees with blue leaves. You like that idea? Yeah, I wonder what it would look like. <laughs> yeah, well, you need to probably go to the sixties and find out, Jack. Sure. What blue trees might look like? I'm not, I wouldn't take any acid to find you out. You wouldn't take acid to find out. Yeah, and also, you know, you know, I believe in pre um, pre Christian times there wasn't the word a word in the language for blue, because. Apparently there weren't actually. No, Apparently I mean there was always a blue sky and a blue sea. But I think when, like a blue. when like Homer, who wrote the Iliad, wrote about the sea, he called it a kind yeah. of bottle color or something. Like he he called it, it something like wine red. Wine, yeah, something like that. Or, or wine, yeah, that's right. Yeah, interesting. And then there's the, a weirder explanation for that, which is that people actually used to see the world in different colors. Yes, and that our ancestors actually saw the sea in. Hues Not of red and purple, right. rather than right. in blue. Possible, it's possible. So apparently, we used to not see blue. Yes, which is so weird to me. Right, but no, it is. It is because there's a tribe in Africa that uh, doesn't can't see blue. Yeah. Oh, you show them pictures and they can't see blue because they've never seen blue. Why would they see? How would they see blue? 
What? If you live in the middle of Africa, are you ever going to see blue? Maybe in a river, but probably not much. So I mean, nothing. I me. mean, blue doesn't exist in nature apart from the sky and the sea and the river, does it? So everywhere. Well, it's blue. So how could well, it's blue we, gr- how blue could grace. we never see blue in the in the past? I don't get it. Because the blue doesn't exist, does it? I mean, we we. I mean, oh, well, what does a, that mean? Name a blue fruit. No, of course, blue exists. Blue, blue, blueberries. We see blue everywhere. Where? Outside, on in the sky. In the sky. So yeah, why wouldn't we see like? Are we saying like red doesn't exist either, or green doesn't exist, or? I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess with your head, Jack. Just saying. Yes, this this is why I can't understand it. It just messes your, with my head. Your beanie's blue. Yeah, I know, isn't it? And your jeans are blue. I, how? I I get how you could like a world could exist without seeing blue. Right. I just see it as maybe like a grey or I don't know whatever whatever you sort as. But yeah. I think I could get colour so, blindness, but yes. So so a dolphin doesn't see any colours. Sure. What yeah. all kind of black and white? So some animals don't see greens or reds mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So for them, it doesn't exist, does it? Sure. Yeah. So are there colours that we we cannot see? Yeah. Would they not exist then? Well, do they not exist because we can't see them, or they just don't exist? Okay. Now we're getting into, ph- into philosophical the philosophy here. Mm. Mm. I'll play some music. Um, we'll ponder this. This is the clash. Should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. So you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? It's always taste, taste, taste. You're happy when I'm on my knees. One day is fine, the next is black So if you want me off your back Well come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go there will be trouble Decisions bugging me. If you don't want me, set me free. Exactly whom I'm supposed to be. Don't you know which clothes even fit me? Come on and let me know. Should I cool it or should I blow? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go to 
the clash and should I stay or should I go I guess that's a question I've been asking myself um, when we were talking about colours mm-hmm. should I just go uh, anyway uh, 1982 anything else happening in 1982 around the world uh, let's go back to New Zealand actually oh yeah please and this was the year of the uh, uh, where the Prime Minister made a fatal mistake uh, he announced a simultaneous freeze on wages and prices which is uh-huh. the most dramatic peacetime economic regulation in New Zealand history. So f- he said wages are going to freeze and prices are going to freeze. Yeah. Everything's going to stay the same. Yep, and he just wanted to eliminate all inflation. Yeah. But um, many and economists just said this isn't going to work. And did it work? No, it didn't really. No. Um, but the, um, it, it just made him really unpopular. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> both employers and workers agreed that this was something that they didn't want yeah uh it was going to stay in for just a 12 month period but it was extended of course right well into 1984 late into 1984 and um it was a contributing factor into his eventual uh downfall and the election of the (laughs) longy government where labor would govern for six years yeah yeah okay right Hmm. who was the prime minister after Muldoon? No, that was the one who who froze the. Oh yes, Robert Muldoon. Robert Muldoon. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, Mm, yeah. my knowledge of New Zealand prime ministers is pretty shaky. Mm. Yeah, Um, I I remember this one because he came before David Longy and I covered uh, Rogernomics in school. Okay. Yeah. So you know. Oh yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, It was probably a pretty silly thing to do. I don't. I'm not a great economist, but I know it kind of wouldn't work. Yeah, because um, inflation would still happen, and uh, the fri- wages and prices would. Um, well, the attempt to freeze prices is pretty hard to do because. Yeah, if inflation would go up, then, I mean, the prices would. St- yeah. St- yeah. Well, we. I don't think we really know what we're talking about, Jack. Should we just stop? Sure. Okay. This is madness.
hours his Sunday best Mother's tired, she needs a rest The kids are playing up downstairs Sister's sighing in her sleep Brother's got a date to keep, he can't hang around That's Madness and Our House from 1982. Did you like that song? Yeah. Musically, it's absolutely superb, I think. Yeah, it's a really well-made song. You know, the, the, having like the bass and the drum and the piano as percussion kind of things all working mm. really really clever together. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, the whole, the, the song's a bit cheesy and, you know, Cheers, yeah. and of course MTV was around at the time, so there was a video yeah. of this and, and Madness were kind of this wacky kind of you know, crazy sort of band yeah. of, of young men. So the video was kind of like them cramped into a cramped small room. a small house with us. Oh, those kind of those kind of images, yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of funny at the time. Um, but I think it's just a really good song. Mm, it yeah, is. It's really really good. Um, anyway, do you remember? Um, I, we've got a Christmas tree. Sorry to go on about Christmas trees. I, yes. Do you remember do. our previous Christmas tree? No. You, the only the only Christmas tree you've ever remembered, isn't it? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? It's lasted a long time. How yeah. How old are you? 25. 25, yeah. It's pretty good. It's lasted ages. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna, I was just saying, you know, it's travelled half around the world twice. Did you know that 20 million elm trees died in the UK because of Dutch elm disease? Yeah, I did that. I did know that. 82, yeah. 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 That was really, really a big news story at the time. Yeah. And it was a, it was a big problem. Glad there wasn't any, you know, Christmas tree disease. No. During this year what do you think about cutting trees down and bringing them in the house it makes sense uh, does it they grown ju- they grown ago. just to be cut down 100 oh, years, 100 years ago. ago yes okay yes. Uh, nowadays yeah I, I can still understand it but um, I've I never really liked fake t- Christmas trees fake trees okay but um, uh, yeah. I don't really care yeah. You don't care. Yeah. Originally in Germany, of course. The, the well, if you just cut your tree to be used and decorated inside your house, and then you use that for firewood later, that would just be a good use of nature, wouldn't it? I guess so, if the tree's going to be cut down anyway, I guess. Yeah, you if it was just, just thrown into a garbage pile, well, which would probably be its fate in a country, in a society where people just don't know how to use yes. um, products after they've been used. Say that again. In a society, In a society where, where people, people don't, don't know, know how to, to reuse their products in right. multiple ways. That's that society, Jack, isn't it? Yeah, we're You're in that describing society. society. I'm yes. de- describing Mostly. modern society. Yes, modern society. Yeah, because we don't know what the, the various uses of the stuff that we have. No, we don't. Yeah. How to use it again mm. or dispose of it properly. Yeah. All those kinds of things. But then again, we're also given lots of like rubbish that we can't reuse in any way possible, like plastics. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, plastic consumption has gone down this year, hasn't it? Really? Has it? Well, I think so. I think we don't use plastic bags anymore. I you hope can't so. get a plastic bag anywhere for love or money. Yeah, that's good. You know, and and other other ways of reducing plastic use, mm. which is good. Yeah, it is. Surely it's a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, we've 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 um we've been preaching enough tonight, so we're going to say good night. Uh, 
I'm going to play something by New Order, and you want to say something about them? Um, New Order opened a nightclub called the Hacienda in um, 1982. It was it began the rave scene in Manchester and nurtured house music, mm, mm. and um, it'll go on to um, host a lot of events and yeah. be instrumental in. Um, the evolution of music in Manchester. Yes, it was owned by Factory Records in Manchester, yep, and was given right. a, given a, a a number. Every record in and and poster that Factory Records in- issued had a, like a number, and the nightclub, I believe, also had a number. Mm, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, I think it was um, fifty one. Fifty one, FAC fifty one. Yeah, well, that's good. You got it written down, haven't you? Uh, no. I just knew it. You knew it. Oh, you're clever. All right. Uh, so this new order and temptation, a very long version because we're going to go now. Uh, have a good week, everyone. Good night. Good night.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.